Welcome to the dark forest. Jackie and her pals will never bore us. Shameless confessions about our obsession will make us laugh and smile. So let's explore the dark forest and dark out for a while. Hello and welcome to the dark forest. I'm Jackie Cation and I'm your host. You know the websites, JackieCation.com, DorkForest.com, the rest of them, you probably know. Anyway, let's get right into the credits. Mike Rickberg composed and sang that song. You just heard he sang it with his wife, Sarah Cohen. That He will sing again his words to the Mexican hat dance at the end of this program. Patrick Brady's going to fix this audio, and Vilmos does my website, JackieCation.com. There are many ways to support the show if you wish to support the show. First and foremost, and probably easiest, would be to review the show on iTunes. Tell friends about it with your face. Uh, those are the ones. Uh, then you, the next thing that doesn't cost any money, you can use the Amazon banner that is on both dorkforest.com and jackiecation.com under support the show or at the top bar. And all you do is use that as a portal, the Amazon banner or the Amazon link to get to Amazon, order as normal, and it doesn't cost you extra. Dork Forest gets a little bit of a kickback. The next thing you can do, PayPal button. That's right. PayPal button is just a way to directly uh, give the Dork Forest money. You can donate uh, monthly. That'd be 10 bucks a month would be a hundred dollars uh, a year, which is what bands tell people to give them. And so that's what I tell people to give me because in November and December, I tell you not to donate instead, find a food bank. Anyway, if you want to donate monthly, I have not made that easy. You'll have to remember every single month that they're, that you like the show. So do whatever you want there. You, some people don't like PayPal and have begun to Venmo me money. That is acceptable as you can well imagine. Other than that, on JackieCation.com, there is merch. If you would like a Dork Forest t-shirt or a Ranger of the Dork Forest t-shirt or one of my stand-up albums, my stand-up DVD or a stand-up t-shirt, um, they are all at JackieCation.com in the store, in the merch page. All the t-shirts are 100% cotton, pre-shrunk. They are union-made here in the United States of America. So they run a little big because they're made by Americans. And you can order those. Shipping is included. You can get the CDs and DVDs, um, hard copies on my website. Everything's available digitally. You can get them at iTunes and Amazon. And the DVD you can get streaming at ComedyFilmNerds.com on their download page. The name of my DVD special is This Will Make an Excellent Horcrux. That is available as a video or as an audio. Okay, I have a new album. It is called I Am Not the Hero of This Story, and it was number one on Amazon and iTunes and number three on Billboard, so I'm very proud of it. You should go and get that. I am not the hero of this story. You can listen to everything on Pandora, Spotify, and Amazon Prime if you have those things. And um, come and see me live. If you want to know more about it, you can follow me on Twitter at, at Jackie Cation or Snapchat or Instagram, all the things. Or you can just go to JackieCation.com and check out my schedule. Enough is enough. Let's get into it. Hey, it's Jackie Cation. I'm in my living room with a Midwestern comic that I don't know, Charlie Hester. Welcome to the program, Charlie Hester. Thank you so much for having me, Jackie. There we go. And it's at a little off color. Yes. No you. No uh, you. International folk. Uh, on Twitter, a little off color. You can spell all those words because we're all dorks. And then charliehestercomedy.com probably has links to uh, whatever anybody wants to find. Yep. I'm pretty easy to track down. Fair enough. It's easy enough. So now where do you do stand up? 
Um, I do it uh, all over the Midwest. Okay. So there's really not a big... Is there anything in Danville? Um, Only the shows that I put on. I put on a show in my backyard called Courtyard Comedy, and I bring all my comic friends in from all over, and it's pretty fun. That's great. And that's, that, uh, that is an excellent model. That is, that's what, that's the new model of, of, if, cause you can't, it's hard to get into the clubs. Yeah. And you're like, well, I take it. I will just put this on myself and people will come and see the show. Yeah, exactly. And it's really nice because then I get to bring in all of my awesome comedy friends from all the other clubs where I'm right. People that you like. Yeah, exactly. And bring them in and expose my community to this whole new world of stand up comic. If I might be so bold, how, how many people does your backyard seat? Um, I squish 63 people in there. Uh, that's plenty. Yeah. That's plenty. Anything over 25. I'm like, Oh, that's a real show. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think it was many years ago. Doug Stanhope said something like if you can get 50 people to pay 10 bucks, It'll be fine. Yeah. So if you can get 63 people to pay five bucks, you're fine. Yep. Yeah. It's all good. So, uh, Charlie Hester, what are you doing in town? Were you just in town to run it up the flagpole to kind of look around? No, I was in town doing a show for another podcast called The Y-Tunes Shuffle, and they had a big season two kickoff party, and I, I wrote an original song for them and came oh, in awesome. and did a, yeah, did and a little so bit. So that'll be on Y-Tunes? Uh, Y-Tunes Shuffle. Uh, I think it's available W-H-Y? on Pod. Uh, w, just Y. Y, the letter Y, yeah. tunes, T-U-N-E-S. Mm-hmm. I don't know how else I'd spell tunes. <laughs> and then shuffle, shuffle. com. Yeah. Or, or look it up on iTunes, I assume. Uh, yeah, iTunes, and then I think you can get it on iHeartRadio or okay. Podbean. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. So there are, there, there are all the places that we are all. Yeah. So, yes, good for them. And, uh, so, and, and you do musical comedy, so you write sort of parody songs, or you write your own stuff, and it's, and it's funny. I just write my own stuff and it's, I try to make it really funny, but it's usually dirty. So it, yeah. <laughs> that's just how I roll. Uh, yeah. There's a uh, dirty is often funny. Yeah. So everybody has a six year old inside of them. So exactly. congratulations. Thank you. And so Charlie Hester, let's talk briefly about the holy trinity of, of uh, cartoons that you enjoy, oh, which, um, yes. weird. I, Dr. Katz, home movies and Bob's burgers. I have seen one episode of Dr. Katz. I think it was the Andy Kindler episode. You haven't even old. seen the Maria Bamford episode? No. <gasps> no. Oh, is it now wh- when did when did Dr. It was Comedy Central, right? Yeah. It was on their very first animation block um back in the nineties. And I think it came out like nineteen ninety seven. Okay. And it was I felt like it was groundbreaking. It was one of the first shows that was truly it was an adult cartoon, which was a sort of a new, new concept yeah. at the time. And it had this beautiful conversational comedy, which, you know, it wasn't just hit them hard, hit them fast, hit them with fart noises. You know, right, there right. was, there was actual content in right, there. Cause, Cause I remember auditioning for it and not getting it, but I remember them. They wanted like anecdotal stuff and that, that Dr. Katz could, cause he lies, essentially you're, he's a psychiatrist and right. then you are supposedly on a couch doing your bit for them. Exactly. For him. Which is perfect for comedians. Yes, it is. Yeah. And would have been perfect for me, Dr. Katz, but it was on Comedy Central and it was, that sounds fascinating actually. And because I know that there was other adult stuff, but I think it was like the first mainstreamy kind of thing. Yeah, it was. It was on, uh, right before South Park started. Okay. So it was sort of that whole, there was a real changing of the tides with the Comedy Central programming. Yeah. And so it became less and less about stand up and whose line is it anyway, and more into these, you know, actual comedically themed shows. Right. So, and comics creating content kind exactly. of thing with a bigger, which is a beautiful thing, which is a beautiful thing. Cause I think previously like the, the 
And what year did you think that it started? Like, like 1997. 97, yeah. Because I think earlier than that, there was this whole, this rush of sitcoms. Yes. That then it, I think industry, the television industry realized that doesn't always work. Yeah. And so if you just let a comic say, well, I have an idea where we would do this and then all of a sudden Moshe Kasher has a, has a show and it makes sense because yeah. it came out of his brain, but it, he doesn't have to act. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and that's very important when it comes to a yeah, lot of well, comics. Yeah, a lot of comics. Yeah. yeah. How many, how many seasons were there, do you think? Um, there, there were, were at least three, right? Or, oh yeah. No, they, there were a lot. And so, they, and, and they were kind of the weird seasons because it's Comedy Central. So yeah. who knows how many episodes were in us? I mean, yeah, I have the DVD set, and there's 13 discs in there. Okay, and it's there's a probably lot. six episodes per disc, so yeah, at least between six and eight. And so, how many? How long are? They? Is it 20 minutes? Or yeah, is like it... 22 minutes. Okay, so so, so half hour sitcom length. Yeah, but it's really awesome because you you just find some gems on on those DVDs. Like Mitch Hedberg was on it, right? Right. And uh, how many how many comics per episode? Just one or two? Two. Okay, two. so there'll yeah. be two sessions. Two patients, yes. Yes, two patients. And then, yes, and then, of course, you have the interaction between uh, Dr. Katz and his son, Ben, who was played by H. John Benjamin. That's right. Yeah. And his secretary. Yes. Is that Laura Silverman? Laura Silverman. There we go. Yeah. Okay. All right. It's. I want to see everything. I think that's been established on this program that I'd love to see all the television, right. but uh, I don't care enough to actually yeah. turn it on. This is our television. Uh, it uh, is rarely on. And for three days, Andy has been saying to me, do you want to watch that, that last Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? And I'm like, nah, not right oh, now. Yeah. I'm going to go read a book. And <laughs> I'm just, all I'm doing, quite honestly, is I'm in my our bedroom rereading a book. I'm not even reading a new book. It's not new. It's, which is dumb, but, uh, but so I do want to watch it, but I'm, it's too bad that I haven't, but now I get to hear all about it. Yeah. And, uh, so who, so Mitch was on it. That's neat. Yeah. Um, Cause he's super dry too. Yeah, he was, but I tell you, it was perfect for that. Um, yeah. And then there Dr. were. Dr. Katz is dry. Dr. Katz is very dry. Yeah, <laughs> he is. He's just a bit, but that's kind of his shtick. I mean, you know, he, he works it really well. Um, just very low key, low energy, but just but the things- him and Mitch Hedberg that a fire would start with a amount of tinder <laughs> of dryness going on there. Really? Yeah. But it, it was beautiful. One of the neat things about Dr. Katz was that they did retrospecting, which is where the comics would go into the booth and they would film or they would record their sets. Yep. And then. Tom Snyder would go back and have Jonathan Katz do his little, you know. Oh, like riff off of it? Yeah. Okay. And then they would edit all of that together. Okay. So, and then they would animate it. Yeah. So that's a they, good idea. Yeah, they tried doing it with Dr. Katz in the, or with Jonathan Katz in the booth with the comic and, um, it turned into an actual therapy session. And so they just couldn't oh. do it anymore. <laughs> so because, well, that's kind of awesome. Yeah. Cause he's a great guy and he just wanted to help people. Yeah, and yeah. so that's super fun. Okay. So they recorded it separately. Yes. How ebony and ivory of them. Yeah. Uh, so the comic would just do their set, whatever it was. Right. Like if it were five minutes or if it was 10, 15 minutes. And then Dr. Katz would listen to it in uh, separately in, in the booth and then try to riff off of it. Yeah. And then they'd put them together. Yeah. Okay. And it it's beautiful because it, I don't know, there's just, there's this magic to it that was so once that show ended it was just lost on every other 
Right. Show. I, don't, I don't know how you could do. I mean, I could see how you could duplicate it, but it's because it's so hard to do stand up in a vacuum, yeah. right? Have you ever seen your neighbor? Yeah, seven minutes in purgatory. Seven minutes yeah. in purgatory. <laughs> stand up in a vacuum is hard, but this thing isn't created. Like there's, you know, going into the booth that there's no audience. Right. So they're like, you're just running lines, but make sure your timing's right and keep your energy yeah. up. Yeah. So I'm sure that was what the direction was. Yeah. And then. And then what did they, I wonder if they asked him if they could just pause so that he, there would be places for him. Cause I talk so fast. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's, I, I will obsess why they never booked me, but uh, <laughs> the, uh, I'll have to let that go. And, uh, but the, uh, but it was interesting because, um, the, yeah, what a great idea. So, mm-hmm. so, um, who are, who else did it? Did everybody do it essentially? Like in New York? Oh yeah, Jim Gaffigan, Ray Romano, um, wow. Laura Keitlinger. Right. So I mean, just it, it, it makes sense. Yeah. So, right. And they recorded it in Boston, so that was okay. super fun. Yeah. So oh, weird. Did they? I wonder if the comics could do it uh, remotely. Uh, I don't believe that they did at the time. I okay. think that they just they could had, now. yeah, they could now. Right. But, but 97, it was a harder yeah. road to hoe, I guess. Internet maybe. wasn't so great back then. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, they could have sent discs and whatever. Yeah. God knows what they could have done. Yeah. But, uh, so was it the comedy that was great? Was it the revealing or was it Jonathan Katz's riffing that was, that made it? Gosh, well, it's always, it's always so much fun because every episode is a little bit different. Some of them, I love the interaction between John Katz and Ben Katz. Right. Who plays his son. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's such a weird relationship and so codependent and just painful. And right. poor Ben is trying to figure out how to be an adult and he's 24 and he's still living at home and just has not one single aspiration. And wow. you know, it's, yeah, yeah. it's the person that we all want to be, but we can't afford to be, right, right. you know, we got to get out allowed. there and hustle. Yeah. yeah. He's just allowed to stay home. Yeah. Just, you know, and not do anything. Exactly. That's interesting. So wow. super fun. But, and then of course, Laura Silverman just being just can I swear on you? Of course, swear oh, yeah. it up. Just, just the absolute bitchiest secretary in the whole wide world, and just everything is just right. No just and snark sighing. galore, right? Oh and yeah, yeah. Just the exhaustion of just watching. And how did she interact with the other with the comics? Like, because there had to be some short scenes. Oh yes, that. I wonder uh, how they recorded that. And the, awesome. well, and I do think that they recorded those together because okay. Laura was just so mean to them, and mm-hmm. they just wanted to catch those <laughs> moments. Um, but no, I mean, she was just brutal and she'd just be like, you know, sit down, shut up. Don't talk to me, you know? Right. And it's right. I'm, I, I'm not your therapist. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh my God. I have to get Laura on here. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know what her dorkdom would be, but I could at least ask yeah. wh- uh, how she did the recording and, um, neat. Okay. Well, who are your favorite comics that you did it with? Or what are you, cause what are some of your favorite Scenes, episodes, comedians, oh, interactions on that on that program. Um, I think one of my favorite ones, Andy Kendler was on it. Um, but it's it's called Morning Person, and it's all about there's a death in the family. I love that you know the name of the episode, yeah. Yes. And uh, John Katz has to do a eulogy for his great aunt or something ridiculous, right? And he can't stop laughing anytime that he gets upset. He laughs, and it's just so painful. You know, like the worst yeah. case of church giggles that you've ever gotten. But at a funeral, so yeah, yeah. and that one was a great pretty, one. It was a great one. Um, one of the other great ones was the Thanksgiving episode, and um, that one had um, oh Carrie Fisher. 
Oh, wow. Playing Jonathan Katz's ex-wife and Ben's mom. <laughs> and she comes and has Thanksgiving dinner with them. And it's right, just right. so painful and awkward and right, right. delightful. So it is, it is sort of anecdotal in the, uh, or episodic um, a little bit because there's a family di- dynamic to it. There is a family dynamic. But the fun thing is, is that really you can pick up at any episode and still okay. enjoy it. You can sort of jump into the middle. And that's... It's a nice thing because you yeah, can yeah. become a fan at any point. Right. Jump right in. Love it. The water's great. No reason not to just start now. Exactly. That's hilarious. Um, well, th- okay. So, um, what was Maria's episode like? Was it just her talking about, like, do, wait, did she, like in 97, yeah. she would have had all that, that office work kind of stuff. Yeah. And I'm trying to remember like, what her act was. Yeah, I'm, I'm like looking up and trying to, because as soon as I see the episode name, I know that I will, I will You'll remember. remember the episode. Yeah. yeah. Cause that's kind of how my brain works. Sure. Especially when it comes to this sort of stuff. Um, my yeah. Holy Trinity, I, I can't remember where I ever parked my car, right. but you name an episode and I can tell you. Sure. You know, I always park my car in the same spot. Uh, when is, I go to like a mall, or how something? do you do that in LA? Parking is ridiculous oh. out here. Oh, parking's okay. It just um, the the improv just took away the parking lot when this is, has been being recorded, and um, I don't know where I'll park now because <laughs> I have to figure out um, because I could always find my car after the improv and Stone Cold sober anyway. <laughs> so, but I do lose my I I do forget where things are and. Even uh, like sometimes I'll take a picture of the pole at the mall, mall uh-huh. and I'll say, you know, four J right. level four J, and there'll be a giant green pole. Yeah, and then I'll end up on the wrong side where there's also a fourth floor <laughs> and it's also green. And I'm like, this isn't where my car yeah. is, and I'll have to uh, traverse across the way. Did you yeah. find it? No, because my internet's being dumb. But I'll I'll okay. remember it before oh, no the worries. end. So it's, well, no, that's fine. It's uh, we can move on to the next. Oh, you yes. enjoy home movies, which I don't even know what that is. Oh. What is wow. that? Okay, so here's what happened. Um, Lauren Bouchard worked on Dr. Katz, and he was doing such a great job that Tom Snyder wanted to give him an opportunity to have his own show. And so they wrote this thing out. They found uh, Brendan Small and uh, Melissa Barden-Glasky, and they created this beautiful little series about three eight-year-old kids who make movies. Okay. And they're terrible movies. Right. But it's that whole, you know, when you're eight years old, everything that you do feels bigger than life. Sure. And so... Let's put on a I'm, show. Yes, they are just when committed I was a kid, to uh, it. Nobody recorded them. Yeah, and it was exactly. really for the best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, but it's wonderful. And so Lauren Bouchard really brought in um, this fantastic group of comics and H. John Benjamin was also in that one. Okay. And uh Jonathan Katz came Guested in. And- yeah. Ron Lynch played the fourth grade teacher. Okay. And it's just it's it's so charming and delightful. And just there are moments where like they have like a super eight camera or they have a VHS. They thing just or yeah, they just or- have like a VHS camera yeah. and they just go around and make And they're these- like, we're making a movie. Exactly. And it's Oh gosh. Yeah. Home movies is, I love Dr. Katz, but home movies is truly the one that just my heart beats for. Okay. Cause it's, it's, uh, 
I think it's because there's a lot of music in it. That was one amazing thing that Brendan Small brought into, which he was, he's really into rock and roll and, yeah. you know, has always been so in bands. So there's band. a soundtracker. Yeah. And so there's a lot of fantastic music that goes along with it. Um, but Brendan yeah. Small later went on to do Metalocalypse and all these fantastic sure. things. Yep. <laughs> you know in your heart that Aisha Tyler sat right where you are. And I said, what have you been doing since Friends? <laughs> so, um, uh, the Dork Forest, I'm the Hugh Hefner. Hugh Hefner? Not even. Oh, it's Hugh. Nope. No, I don't even know who I'm talking about. It doesn't matter. So, but it's like, I never know who anybody is. Right. And, but I've heard of all of those people. I'm sure they're very nice and very talented. Yeah. Like I, Brendan Small, I've seen him a, a million times and he's always very funny. Yeah. And it's, um, but, uh, I, cause I hang out in all these sort of, like where Ron Lynch hangs out, right. I hang out those places. Yeah. So all of those people are there. Yes. And so I get to see those people and I get to be wowed and excited by their, their comedy. Uh, and it's usually variety-ish and stand-up-y and all right. those things together. It's very beautiful. Right. But, uh, when it comes to their work on, uh, like their paid work on, st- <laughs> right. I, uh, again, I'm not, uh, sadly not watching the television, <laughs> but I want to. I don't know. I'm, uh, but I don't. Yeah. And I don't know that that will ever change. So I hope it all works out for everybody uh, who wants me to. Anyway, so what, uh, do they have parents, these eight year olds? Uh, yes, they do. And I, uh, I very much connect to the parents that are on home movies because they're just, they're really encouraging about the arts. They really want to support these kids doing these things, but also they're just, they're working and they're tired and they're exhausted. And, okay. you know, so it cameos. Just, of, exa- exactly. And are they ever forced to watch the movies? Oh, yeah. So then, and, and that's a lot of the comedy, I bet. Yeah, it sure can that be. Makes, that makes sense. Yeah. So, and it's, but it's just really cute the way that, now looking back on it, because when I first started watching home movies, I had just become a parent myself. Right. And I look back now on how I've supported the arts with my kids and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm just like Paula Small, you know, <laughs> just shut the basement door and just go, go right. for it, kids. Yeah, you yeah. know, it's, it's just perfect. Right. It's yeah. When you think about it's yeah, my parents encouraging all of us to take an instrument uh-huh. and then the fact that they had to sit through us learning how to play an instrument. Yes. That is uh, that's parenting at its finest. Yes. Really. That truly shows the depth of a parent's <laughs> of love. love. Yeah. Listening Even though in the summer, uh, they would say to my sister who was learning violin, they're like, go practice in the garage. Yes. Violin's brutal. Oh, okay. yeah. It's pretty painful. Yeah, it's a, it's a hard one. So, uh, anything else you want to say about home movies? This could be the shortest episode of The Dork Forest. No, ever. absolutely not. Um, yeah, there's a lot to say about home movies. One of the great things was, um, for all, we quote, we're quoters in my house. Sure. We quote, TV shows, movies, but home movies is the one that we quote the absolute most okay. in our house. And there's an episode called Broken Dreams, and they make a reference to a towel, and it comes across as towel. A what? Uh, a towel. Uh, and uh, <laughs> so the entire the entirety of my children growing up, anytime that they would ever ask for a towel, we would be like, a what? And then they yeah. had to repeat, a towel. Yeah. They had no idea why they were saying it. Okay. But they just knew that that was what you did right. in our house. Like, because they, they had never seen the original. It's sort of like God with, not God with wind, uh, the Godfather and getting all the references without knowing because the Simpsons have shown them exactly instead of seeing the Godfather. Yeah. Okay. And so then the very first time that, that they got to watch home movies with us, we showed them that episode and they, 
just looked at us with wide eyes and they're like, my life makes so much sense now, you know? And, and now, um, my kids, are, I mean, my entire family can recite the canon of home movies. Cause they've, they've seen all of the, they've, have they seen all of Dr. Katz as well? Yes. Oh, so, yes. Yeah. That's sort of a requirement for being raised in my house. It's <laughs> right. Pretty right. crazy. So, um, but yeah, and there's, one of the great things is the music. And so anytime somebody's taking a bath, you know, we'll walk past the door and sing the clean bean song. And okay. Cause it's all written. It's all written for the show. Yeah. Home movies was sort of like yeah. adventure time and, and exactly. Steven universe. Yes. Okay. Yes. Which so, are also shows that we enjoy very much. And then sure. Yeah. Those are the, the new versions of these shows. I exactly. Think. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> so, yeah. So, but I tell you, home movies just had so much heart and uh h john benjamin playing, how many seasons of that there were four okay there were four and i still can't watch the last episode without crying because it just it's one of those it's Did just they turn nine uh <laughs> spoiler alert you guys that's right they grow and, up and uh so puff but, the magic dragon yeah things happen you guys i always cry when i hear puff the magic dragon because it's uh i don't know if you've ever heard this song oh yeah Okay. Oh, yeah. There you go. So it's uh, fair enough. Yep. So, but H. John Benjamin playing Coach McGurk. I mean, he's just he's the worst coach possible, and he does nothing but just yell at the kids and just make fun of them. And <laughs> he, he kind of feels like my spirit animal a lot. Just you know, right, he gets to say all the things because you know that he's not yelling at actual children; he's yelling at adult comics. Exactly, and he just right. does not give a flip about yeah. following rules or anything. And it's it's delightful. So yeah, Excellent. you learn a lot of life lessons from Coach McGurk. On you get a lot movies. of you got a okay. So home movies. What years were those? Uh, that was I think two thousand two. So early two thousand. Yeah. Okay. Early 2000s. That's fine. So and, uh, yeah, I don't um I don't have the horse in that race. Yeah. <laughs> so it's uh, but I I like uh I I like that um. And these are probably all on Netflix or Hulu or, or something, YouTube at the very least. Dr. Katz is not. Dr. Dr. Katz is the only one that's not available on one of the main platforms. Oh, really? Um, Do you think he owns the rights to it? Oh, that's a discussion. That's a very long discussion. There's, we have time. Yeah. There's, <laughs> there's been some issues trying to get Dr. Katz on to Netflix or something like that. And it just never quite works out with the way that you know, it's owned now. Well, they, I think there's been a little frustration trying to well, get it out there to the masses. Because you would think it would be owned by Comedy Central because Comedy Central buys these shows and they usually do buyouts. Yeah. Well, so Jonathan Katz obviously negotiated something else. Uh, he and I think it, well, it was Tom Snyder's show. Okay. And so, yeah, I think that there, there was some purchasing that, that happened and, Later on, I mean, and especially because Dr. Katz was an Emmy winning show. So okay, it was absolutely, I mean, it was, everybody wanted it and they wanted the rights and the DVDs and. But going in, they couldn't have known it was going to be as great as it was going to be. No, they, I don't think they had any idea. Right. So, but you know, those initial, con- I've, I've signed so many initial contracts. Mm-hmm. So oh, the thing is, is. There's people who are smart enough, you know, like you, you find out that like Dean Martin's show in the fifties, mm-hmm. he was like, you don't have to pay me. Just give me GE stock because GE owned NBC at the time. Yeah. And so he ended up with just like a, like, I don't know, 7% of GE by the time he, wow. or not that much, but I mean, well, like so still, much, yeah. so much stock at GE right. by the time the show was over that 
there was never a need to work again. Yeah. And so it was, it was, uh, but so maybe Tom Snyder knew that it was going to be a big deal and said, we'll do it. We just need to keep the rights. We want it. Or, or maybe he sold them away for a certain amount of time or something. We, we don't know, I guess. Yeah. All we yeah. know is that it's not on Netflix. It is not on Netflix. So you can buy a few of the season, the DVDs on Amazon. And, um, you can buy them on Amazon. Yes. I wonder who puts them out because if Comedy Central puts them out, yeah, that's interesting. That is interesting. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. and then you can always watch it on, uh, YouTube people, you know. Yeah. They, they, they put it up on YouTube all the time. Yeah. There's yeah. nothing to be done. No. And, so. uh, and that's fine if you've never seen it. And, uh, hey, Tom Snyder, fucking figure it out. <laughs> Cause, uh, you could be making three cents an episode. And, uh, I instead, love Tom Snyder so much. It's, I don't, I don't know Tom Snyder. <laughs> um, what's Tom Snyder doing now? I wonder. Um, actually he is, uh, up in Boston and he just finished writing a musical. Well, there you go. Yeah. What, what's the musical about? Um, it is about people. Um, it's uh, called Wait. Oh, wait, wait! Don't talk. Tell me. Uh, wait, wait. <laughs> is it the NPR musical? Um, oh, Tom Snyder. I'm so sorry. My brain is not working. I can't remember the name of your musical. Oh, that's fine. So you bad. can uh, you can look it up. Yeah. And I can admit to the people of the Dork Forest that I don't know who Tom Snyder is. Uh. Um, but. It's, um, I don't know, uh, as I, as I go along in the dork forest and realize that it's okay uh, yes. uh, to not is, know things. Is anyone all right? The it, musical. Is anyone all right? The yes. musical. Yes. All right. So. By Tom Snyder, creator of Dr. Katz. Yep. And, uh, let me see. Sure. Uh, let me see your phone. Uh, this is interesting because I wish really made my week. It's calling all fans of Dr. Katz home movies and science court. Oh yeah. Series streaming now. Um, is anyone all right? The musical by Tom Snyder's it's on iTunes. So it's not even, it's not even a production. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a soundtrack. Yeah. Right. Essentially so far he's written the soundtrack and he's put it out on iTunes. Yep. And I believe that he is working on getting, getting that that. put together. I know. There's like this whole thing where you're just like, no, I'm just going to make it. And then if you want to make it into a a real thing, we can uh, address that. Yeah. And cause he's obviously a musical guy. Yeah, he is. And like Lin-Manuel Miranda is a song and dance guy. So he's like, well, I'm just going to put it together at this tiny theater. Uh And then the public might someday want it. And then, uh, what? I mean, that's not, I mean, because he did uh, the Puerto Rican thing yeah. first. That That's what I like to call it, the, the Puerto, Puerto Rican, Rican thing. <laughs> Fantastic. Making friends. <laughs> but he is Puerto Rican. It was about his uh, his neighborhood in New York. I just can't remember the name of it. Do you remember the name of no. um, his first musical that won a bunch of Tonys? And... Um, yeah, I'm sure there mm-hmm. any number of rangers are yelling at their iPhones. We're really right great at this. Well, <laughs> it's and it's fine. And once it is said to me, I will know it for sure. Anyway, so um what about uh, Bob's Burgers? Oh, holy wow. Bob's Burgers. This is the first show that has felt like home Dan since Mince. I know that guy. He's on it. Oh, he's fantastic. Plays Tina and he's just delightful. Oh, good. So, yeah, you haven't Watched? Nope. Bob's no, Burgers? I haven't watched Bob's Burgers. Bamford's on that one as well. Yeah, uh, she's got work. Yeah, I'm happy for her. I could, I could be on any of these programs, you guys. I have a voice. Gotcha. But it's, uh, but what is? And I, I don't know if I'm not watching it because I'm jealous, <laughs> or if I just, I tend, and I, because I tend to watch animated movies, right? And a lot of, uh, it, it's like I like actiony 
uh, cartoons, and I've seen Star Wars Rebels. I've mm. seen that TV show. All right. That's a cartoon. Yeah, it is. Uh, there you go. But I have not seen Bob's Burgers. It might be because I don't smoke pot. Oops. And I feel like it's a, it's, it's, uh, it's the new, um, like, uh, SpongeBob. Well, that, that is a very interesting comparison. Um, I think that with Bob's Burgers, you know, when, what is, what's this, what's the story of Bob's Burgers? It's is about there, a family and they run a restaurant a, and they run a burger joint. Yeah. They run a burger joint. Okay. And they all work Who together. Are the family? Uh, it is Bob, Linda, Tina, Louise, and Jean. And the kids are young. They're like 12 and I think nine and eight. And who are the kids? Uh, the kids are played, yeah, Tina, Jean, and Louise. And it's, uh, Jean, uh, Eugene Merman. Okay. And, uh, Kristen Schaal. Okay. And then Dan Menz. Right. So, yeah. And, uh, and it's just it's just another sort of family sitcom, but done animated, and yeah, it's got a nice heart, and it's it really does. Yeah. But it, it it's it's cute because I think that it really captures where families are now. You know this this new idea of what a family can talk about, and okay, yeah, this isn't so, a traditional family mom, dad, and kids. Yeah, it's like just the tradition. Yeah, yeah, it's just traditional, but the discussions that they have and and the level at which they talk to their kids. It's not just, you know, oh, sweetie, oh, honey, you know, you're little, so you don't understand. No, we're going to talk to you about big concepts and, you know, we're going to let you grow up and make mistakes and we'll be there to support you and kind of help you clean up the mess after you're done. So like what? Um, like when Tina wrecks the family car. Because her dad really encouraged her to drive, even though she wasn't old enough. And she was going five miles an hour and hit a parked car. Okay. And then they try and, uh, <laughs> they try and, um, pull it, pull one over on the insurance guy and Where say he that was driving? he was driving, not the kid. Right. You know, I mean, but it's just, it's really cute and poor. Tina has an existential crisis about the fact that she wrecked the car and she feels so racked with guilt and right. Does anyone feel bad that they're lying to the insurance company? Well, she did. And, right. and so not the adults. Yeah, exactly. That's the hilarious. adults were like, please don't blow this for us. You right. know, and she just couldn't take the pressure. Right. Because so, suppose, yeah. And, and it's interesting that all of these, the cast are all adults, but they're, they're extrapolating on how parents lie to their children. Yeah. And how we're all being raised with this, this instead of morals, you know, they're just the parents ideas of encouragement sometimes these uh -huh. days is not uh, help others and, and be a good kid and, and, and be a good person. It's well, just go for it. Yeah. Go for it, honey. And you're like, what does that mean? Does that mean at any cost yes. <laughs> with any price? Okay. Uh, which isn't the way you should. And so it's interesting that the cartoons are trying to sort of, uh, course correct. Yeah. Uh, for, for some parenting. Yeah. That may a little or may not bit. Be yeah. So, um, but there's, I mean, a lot of, a lot of the new up and coming comics are coming onto Bob's Burgers and they still have a lot of the old favorites like Sarah and Laura Silverman are on the show. They play Ollie and Andy, a set of twins that are just obnoxious and, you know, they're, <laughs> but, but there's or like kids at school kind of exactly. thing. Exactly. People who come into the restaurant. Uh, well, they, they come into our, 
I think their dad owns the restaurant across the street, which is competition. Okay. Rival so, restaurants. Yeah, exactly. It's okay. an Italian restaurant and it's way better, but you know, <laughs> the guy's a jerk. And so nobody wants, right. Nobody yeah. wants to support them. Exactly. Instead, go to the mediocre burger joint. Yeah. That's so, fair enough. Yeah. And then they have their regular customers, um, Andy Kindler and, um, ah, yeah. So there's plenty Teddy. of work for these people. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, but the episodes are just darling. But there again, Lauren Bouchard, who this is, this is his show. Um, he took what he learned on home movies and he added in music. And so they do all of these amazing musical episodes and it's so much fun. They did one about Thomas Edison with Topsy the elephant. Okay. And talking about electrocuting the elephant and <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's right. Dark uh, and funny. Oh and yeah. Yeah. Are the, are the, uh, are, is it, uh, catchy? Are oh, the tunes catchy? They're extremely catchy. Very catchy. Extremely catchy. So well, that's cool. Yeah. So. Yeah. Cause I got to meet the, um, I did this nerd cruise, right? Uh-huh. Joko nerd cruise and, uh, with Jonathan Colton and his 1780 fans who want to go on a cruise ship wow. for a week down to Mexico. And it was amazing. It was incredibly, it was, it was just really soothing to be around these people. But one of the, some of the other people that were performing on this, on this was, was this woman, Rebecca Sh- Sugar. Okay. And, uh, she is the create, the, um, the executive producer of Steven Universe. Oh yeah, and that's a good show. So I met her and her brother Steven, uh, who is the show is based on. Uh-huh. And uh and she writes all the music for Steven Universe wow. and she did a bunch of music for Adventure Time. Oh yeah. So um it's it seems like like these are are these adult so I know that Dr. Katz and home movies were adult. Yeah. Is Bob's Burger for adults or could it be seen by children? Well, I, I mean, I guess that depends on your level of parenting. Right. I, you know, like, like I would. A seven year old. Yeah. I wouldn't have an issue with my seven year old watching it. I mean, it's pretty frank. Mommies drink wine sometimes. Right. That's okay. Right. You know? <laughs> right. And there's all these levels. Whenever kids go to see any of these programs, uh-huh. what they see and what you think that they're seeing. Yeah. It's, I saw Grease when I was nine. I certainly didn't get a lot of the pussy chasing that was yeah, happening yeah so exactly. it was yeah sweet and innocent and fun and it was that's... it was it had a nice thing and there was some dance yeah and it had a good beat and the kids it was nice yeah and um same with same with footloose and, and dirty dancing i oh, didn't yeah. always get the b plots yeah but it was great yeah so, so maybe they are for kids. Yeah. I mean, I, like I said, I wouldn't have a problem showing them to my kids and the very, when did you show them home movies and Dr. Katz? Um, it would, they were, my kids were really close together. They're 17, 16 and 15. Okay. So I was really bad at tequila for a while. Um, so <laughs> super fertile on it. Yeah, turns exactly. Out. <laughs> um, so we showed them, I think when the kids, I think the oldest one was 10. So they were 10, nine and eight. Okay. And at that point we decided, okay, the kids are old enough. We can probably start swearing around them, you know, right. being a little bit more <laughs> who we are as people, right. not just mom and dad. And then we introduced them to home movies and then, for probably the first year, they watched nothing else. Right. Just it, over and over again. Just over and over you again. you had DVDs. Yeah. And uh, yep. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. Um, well, that's cool. And then what about, and do you watch Adventure Time? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I made an Adventure Time fan dress. What? It's a ball gown and I hand painted it and it's all Adventure Time. Okay. Yeah. 
so do you make wait a minute i think uh i think we uh we've reached i don't know that i read the whole thing so uh you do fan art yes but do you uh because i have i've had costume people on who then turn it into a job but you haven't done that yet no. right you just make it for yourself i make it for myself just for the pure joy of it right so, so. you get like blank uh stuff um it's called cloth yeah and then well actually what i do because i'm i'm a big believer in you know rescuing old things that oh sort of repurposing yeah so i'll go our humane society has a thrift store and uh there was a ball gown a big big fluffy prom dress that just wasn't selling because it was just ugly (laughs) and so i'm like hey i think that'll fit me Mm -hmm. i'll take it and so bought it for like well nickel yeah yeah and uh brought it home and then just started wailing away on that dress. Just sort of and, like unpicked all the seams and stuff and just turned it back into. Um, well, I left the shape of the dress itself. I okay. pulled off all of the embellishments and then okay. I put my own on. <laughs> so yeah, you have like Excellent. a huge mountain and a pink sky and clouds and then, you know, lady unicorns flying nice. across it and it's super fun. Um, I wore it for, an awards banquet, we have uh, something called Pens to Lens in where I'm from, and kids write movie scripts, and then all of these local movie makers turn them into these big productions. Okay. And then we have a big gala, yep. and I was hosting the gala, and so I wore the Adventure Time ball gown, and oh, all cool. the kids were, were lost their minds. Oh, yeah, and a lot of the parents, too, because yeah. that's the nice thing. Cartoons are no longer... Just for kids. Right. They're so, from several generations. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so, but yeah, I do fan art and that fan art has led me to a lot of interesting places. Sure. Yeah. Um, so what, uh, what do you, what did you paint with? Did, is there cloth paint or is it, did you just use acrylics? What happened? Um, well, I used a mix <laughs> of acrylics, some fabric paint and spray paint. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So the spray paint only because there was so much. The dress is huge. And I knew I wanted to <laughs> create so a, much. Yeah, a big okay. mountain. And mm-hmm. so sometimes spray paint's a little easier to control. And yeah. so, yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know what I've never had on is uh, someone who does the, and I forget the name of the, the, the kind of painting, but they do the sides of their van. Oh, uh, yeah. It's, um, or, or shirts and stuff that have, unicorns and elvis yeah and, that um like yeah with, it's a spray gun yeah there you go yep so anyway but now i have um with the fan art i have dr cats painted on my ukulele that i use in stand-up okay so that's really fun and usually after every couple shows somebody will come up and they'll be like dr cats is on your ukulele and i'm yeah. like yes i found my tribe now i know who i can talk to for the, for the rest of the evening right you know? right yeah so it kind of helps me weed out you know yeah, you could find your people exactly i can almost recognize them just by uh sort of the look in their face <laughs> you're like oh that guy yeah he's getting uh he's getting the weird random jokes that's uh that lady's going to be someone I'm going to want to talk to uh, yeah, a little bit later. Exactly. Which is why that cruise was crazy because there were too many of them and I was like slightly overwhelmed because yeah. there were just too many people that I knew that I could relate to. I was like, right. I'm going to go hide in my room for a second because yeah. I want to talk to these people, but I'm also overwhelmed. Yeah. And so, some, yeah, it's good to yeah. have some quiet time and just kind of get yeah, yeah. your brain back in where good fight and shape. Yeah. I am so. by the way, I'm talking to Charlie Hester. Let's do the thing okay. where I tell people the who you are. Charlie Hester, a musical comic, uh lives in Danville, works all over the road, one would imagine. Mm-hmm. And on Twitter, it's a little off color is at a little off color and charliehestercomedy.com. 
dot com. Charlie is spelled like Charlie. Hester is spelled like Hester Prynne. And comedy is spelled like Hester. Uh, yep. No, it's spelled like comedy. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, so, but are you, um, what, what kind, do you, do you do conventions and stuff? Do you ever go to cons? And no, I, and it's for that. Cause there's anime cons and there's, there are, um, and it's, but it's mostly because I don't do well in crowds. Okay. And so I can be in front of a crowd. No problem. Sure. But being in the middle of a crowd, I get a little edgy, a little antsy and mm-hmm. I just don't do well. Right. So I tend to avoid a lot of those situations. Right. So, just gathering. So, okay. Yeah. I like small, intimate things a little better they seem to be a little right so what do you do so you you just make fan art and mm-hmm. what are your u- usual mediums what do you like to do um, sculpture are we talking about uh well kites no i do like i have my painted ukulele i do dresses and shoes i have oh pair, really yeah i have a pair of archer shoes i have a pair of home movie shoes um what do you do with the shoes um i take Mod Podge and I Mod will. Mod Podge, what's that? It's like a decoupage kind of thing, okay. like from the seventies that your okay. grandma used. Um, and yeah, I just will cut out pictures or draw pictures and then actually stick them onto the shoe. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. So and they could be any shoe because do you sneakers? Do you do? Um, I do a lot of character shoes. My kids all did show choir. So we have like 8,000 pairs of character shoes hanging what are around. show choir and what are character shoes? Show choir is kind of like glee, the um, singing so and choir, dancing. But yeah. it includes dance. It includes dance. Yes. Show choir. Yes. Okay. And all my kids did show choir and my girls happen to wear the same size shoes as I do. Right. And so every year we'd come home. That with, might be genetic. Yeah, probably. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, but we have all these extra pairs of character shoes lying around. And so I just turn them into whatever shoes that they had to buy to for to be different characters. Oh, just they're just plain like dance shoes, but they have a little heel on them and a strap, and they're very comfortable. They look like Mary Janes, but they're yeah, but just with a little heel. Okay, and perfect for dancing. So, okay. and they usually come in tan or black. And so oh, okay. then I just take those and and go to town. Go to town. Yeah, there you go. And so. so and now you just rattle off several different what you've done to some of them. So you take like images and 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 shellac them or decoupage them yep. on. What what kind of what are and then do you just wear them out? Yeah, I do. I try and avoid when it's raining. Sure. They don't really do well no, no. in rain. Yeah. So I don't wear even shoes that I like when it's raining. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. so especially not the the ones that took me hours to make. Right. But yeah, so like with the Archer ones, I think that I went on the internet and just found a bunch of other fan arts and then printed them off and then just sort of made this, they look like a big collage. Okay. And But they're really... That's got to be a rabbit hole when you start going down a fan art. Kind yeah, of. it's pretty fun. Though yeah, I bet, I mean, I love it because it's it makes me feel so much less alone in this world. Sure, it's you know that's yeah, it's like oh, that's nice. I'm not Other the people only are one. making this stuff, and and have you seen stuff and kind of been inspired? One would imagine, but you're like, oh my gosh, I could do that. Yeah, kind of thing yeah. or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so you know, you it, use it as a springboard to go in and do your next project. So, right. And then like my music stand that I use for comedy when I'm like working on a new song or. Something yeah. like that. Um, it has 
the Archer Bob's Burger crossover episode. I have a scene uh, still is from there the an show. Archer Bob's Burger. There crossover? is there is a crossover okay. episode. So I was like, I thought you had been like, my dream episode is an Archer Bob's <laughs> yeah. Burger crossover, but it yeah. that exists. No, it actually existed, and okay. it, it it's beautiful, <laughs> and I love it. And Archer does Archer go to eat at Bob's Burgers? Um, since they are stationary, and Archer is not. Well, yeah, basically, I mean, Archer has a um, issue with uh, temporary amnesia and because <laughs> Archer and Bob are played by the same voice actor. Are they? Yeah. H. John Benjamin. Okay. And so, yeah, he comes in and does this bit where he's working okay. with oh my gosh. at the restaurant, but he's Archer and right. it's all drawn in the style. Are they on the same network? Uh, no. So uh, that's interesting yeah. that they just decided to do it. Cause I guess cause cartoons aren't union. They could do whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. yeah cause it, it just, then you could just do, I mean, it's, it's cheaper and it's easier to, to not have to work through. Right. Not that I would ever support not being union. Let's just say it, it out loud. So, but the, uh, um, but that, uh, that's fascinating. Yeah. Um, so you did an Archer Bob's Burger crossover shoe. No, I did a music stand. Music stand. That's music right. Your music stand, stand that yeah. you use. Uh, do you bring your own music stand uh, for the road or do you? Yeah. Kind of have to. No, right? I do. I have to pack it and Musical I get searched comedy. by the TSA every time it's in my suitcase. I have gotten, uh, searched by the TSA every time the last five times I've gone and there's nothing in my suitcase. Yeah. There's stickers <clears throat> and CDs. That's cause I'm not even bringing any, I mean, if I bring, I'm not even bringing the, the small audio kit for Dork Forests on the road lately and every time that's been searched oh wow uh, it's a fascinating story i'm yeah. never telling it again anyway so what uh yeah so are there are there other crossovers by the way um no not not really not offhand that you can think of no not that offhand that one was that's but, a kind of a great crossover though. yeah that was kind of the cream <laughs> of the crop right there and it yeah. was just beautiful i mean and now a lot of the actors though you know bounce between the shows yeah. and you know Eugene Merman and Christian Schall have Do done bits on of... Archer and okay yeah and so Adventure Time too I think has a lot of those same yeah. kind of dudes yeah John Katz has been on Adventure Time I know that Maria Bamford. did Cat Dog yeah. she did Cat Dog do you ever see that yeah TV show? I never saw t- that TV show gosh that's been a while yeah that one's that one's been that one's over but she still gets people who come up and said I loved you on Cat Dog oh yeah so um as far as I can tell, that was about an animal that was, uh, the front half was a cat and the back half was a dog. Yeah. Or if you're more dog centric, the front half was the dog and the back half was a yeah, cat. I'm, I'm not, not sure that they judge. ever established who was the front and who was the yeah, back. Yeah, it but... seems that would be rude. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, you were talking about people coming up to, uh, Maria and telling her that they love her on that. And I ran into, uh, Laura Keitlinger, uh, Saturday night when I was here in LA. Oh, there you go. And so I told her, I said, I have loved your work ever since Dr. Katz. And oh, right. so, you know, that was just, that and that, by the way, is the way to put it. You don't just say, I loved you on, on Dr. Katz, uh, because that implies that was the only thing she did. Right, right. <laughs> Since Dr. Katz, that's where I became your fan and went forward. Good call. Yes, exactly. So, and she's yeah. got a huge body of work. And of course, she did Will and Grace. So how could I yeah. not adore oh her? She had the greatest job on Will and Grace where she, um, I mean, she, she was on the show, obviously, but she also had this other, she has, she had the, when I first heard about it, I was like, oh, that's a writing job I could do, mm-hmm. which is she was on the set and she would just do punch up. She would watch the watch uh, the table read or the, right. or the and she would throw out new punch lines. Oh, and you're like, oh, well, that's a great job. 
That's a great job. That's perfect. Yeah. I want that job. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to sit in a, in a writing room for 14 hours a day and tell right. fisting jokes yeah. until someone says something funny. <laughs> so I'm in favor of that, and I know that there's more to it than that, so fuck off. Yeah. Okay, so, wow, there's some bleed over into the Jackie and Laurie show today. Anyway, so, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so wait, you also got to meet Jonathan Katz, right, and Tom Snyder? Yeah, yeah. Which which was a big deal. I that's that, neat. That was a big deal for me. In Boston. Yeah. Do you go to Boston regularly or? Um, I've been a couple times. Um, I'm planning to go back this June. I'm traveling with a friend of mine. We're going to do a tour through Boston and hit Boston, New York City. Um, but anyway, I actually my fan art, yeah, got me to a place where I was able to meet Jonathan Katz and Tom Snyder. I, they started a new show on YouTube called Explosion Bus. And okay. this was with, uh, t- just Tom Snyder and John Katz and then Tom Leopold. Okay. Who worked on Cheers and sure. the Ellen show. And yeah, he's, he's just amazing. Anyway, so they had this beautiful little cartoon and I was so excited. And they had a call for, they just wanted people to just do like a talent contest, basically. And they would put clips of these people doing their talent at the beginning of the cartoon. And so I said, I'm going to do fan art. That's my talent. And so I painted a bread maker that looked like the two gentlemen from Explosion Bus. Yeah. And I ended up getting my own spinoff of the show. So that was really fun. That's amazing. Yeah. So the, the bread maker looked like a bus. And the two guys were in it? it well, it was bright or... yellow and then it had the two characters painted on the front. Right, and it... yeah, it was, it was pretty you... cute. Breadmaker kind of cheap these days on a, on a, on a, at a thrift level. Yeah, they're, just because it's are. sort of like a, a, a no, treadmill. Nobody wants them because they take up so much room and nobody has counter space. And, and so if you want to make bread, you could just make bread. Yeah. 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 It's, uh, I've, we had a bread maker for a while. Uh-huh. I was always putting it in the wrong order. Oh, and I'm so not. the bread never turned out. Yeah, the bread didn't work yeah. out. So, uh, but Andy could do it right. It turns out he read the directions <laughs> and he did it right. And it that was helps. all good. Yeah. That, that will always help. So, yeah. And, um, well, that's the, I mean, that's the thing about fan art is that, is that it can get the attention yeah. of other people, like-minded people. And right. then, of course, the creators who are always excited. And it's, it's like, it's like fan fiction. It's right. fan art. It just, because everyone's cons- consumed to some extent with yeah. the thing that they made. So yeah. they're looking around for other pe- people who like it and how they're extrapolating on it. Right. So, yeah. And with me, my passions run really deep. And, you know, I, because especially with Dr. Katz and home movies, they were so influential in how I relate to the world as a whole. I mean, it just, that's just well, what happened. Yeah. You know, I mean, it just that sort of, sarcasm and snark and right yet still compassion but right right it was like this compassionate fun making i i mock because i love yes exactly That's what uh, we it, always say exactly so. and so as soon as i saw that i just i knew i wanted to be a part of it and so i pitched an idea to the producer of the show and ended up getting my own spinoff and that's great where where should people go to see that um it's on youtube on the explosion bus channel okay so and i am the crazy cats lady oh fair enough yeah so, so yeah definitely get to yeah go check that out charlie hester by the way that's what you're googling what well, that's what you're looking for yep. it's a charliehestercomedy.com and at a little off color so yeah that's awesome what uh so do you do any 
do you ever write? Do you ever do any of the fan fiction stuff or? Well, or is it mostly just images? No, I've got, I've got, most of it is images. I have a couple spec scripts that I've yeah. got, but I've never really gotten anywhere with them. Right. Um, so, but I keep writing them just because I love them and it's good to keep writing. Yeah. You know, yeah. Keeps you sharp. Yep. And so it, and I love it. It just, it flows so naturally for me because I, I feel like I know these characters so well because I've been in touch with this type, this exact group of comedy for so right. long. You've been following all of these actors for since the 20 beginning. years. Yeah. And it's just like, you're like, Oh, I, I know what their voice is capable of. Exactly. I know what they're, yeah, that's yeah. neat. And you've also watched all these different shows. So you know where the funny can come from or where it can go, where the, you could put compassion in. Yeah. And, and how wacky it can, I assume how wacky it can get. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I actually, um, one of the most fun characters on Bob's Burgers is the mom. Linda and she's played by, uh, I think it's John Roberts. Um, anyway, but it, it's a man who plays it, but she's just a delightful woman, but she sings these terrible songs, which is right up my alley. Yeah. You know, like the more (laughs) ridiculous that I can write a song, you know, it, that, it just makes me happy. Right. And they're so. all musical. All of these things, except for Dr. Katz. Yeah. Have a musical element to them that right. you clearly need to be. I mean, that's just going to feed the well, yeah. you know, just watching other people. What's possible. Yeah. That's always so. That's the neat thing about, about all different parts. We're in a golden age, I think, of creative content mm-hmm. where it can be so specific and so unique and, and create these communities, which, you know, of course, also creates these weird communities of, of racist Nazis who are like, I finally found you. And you're like, uh, boo, that wasn't why we did this. Uh, we were doing this so that nerds could find each other, not people who hate themselves. And so have to hate outside of their own anyway. So, but yeah, but it is, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's, I, I think it's worth it. Quite honestly, I think it's worth the, the, cause defining each of these groups. Yeah. Cause then those guys are out of the woodwork as well. So we mm-hmm. can all go, Oh, I see where you're, you're all standing right over there. Yeah. In that park. Mm-hmm. Let's uh, go talk to you and say, what are you, what are you thinking? Uh, can you hear what you're saying? Yeah. Cause it's not okay. Anyway. So, uh, get some help. Yeah. Get into possibly get into home movies. It, and it'll Bob's change Burgers. your life. It'll my change friend. your life. Yeah. Exactly. So. Now, where this will probably go up in June. Okay. So, where do you? Where should people go? Uh, do you have a full schedule on Charlie Hester? I do. I have my full schedule. Um, I will be at the the drop in uh, South Bend, Indiana, with my friend Stuart Huff. Um, oh, which, I know Stuart Huff. Yeah, he's yeah. here to tell you hello. Well, hello, Stuart Huff. Yeah, so we'll be there um, June third. I don't know if it'll be out by then. Right. And then after that, by then I should have my uh, New York and Boston, Boston shows. East Coast kind yeah, of. we're working getting those tour dates slammed down now. So. Right, so East Coast people go and uh, listen to some dirty songs. Yeah, is, uh, what's going to be happening there? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so. It's uh, this has been a delight, Charlie Hester. Thank, Thank you, you so for much. making it happen. And uh, and then we're, uh, yeah, you you guys get it. I'm slightly disoriented today. You understand that, Rangers? But you know the rules out there. Take care my of hat, each other. My hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat. <laughs> My hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh, my God.
my God. We, why don't we just call that as the end of the show?